shooter. If I've been out here selling myself short, pushing for less just for the love of the sport and no gimmies. Clear to see it, send me the vibe. But the hustle is not only taking the strides to see more better, not only more cheddar. Talk it like I walk it, call it poor man special. Seen more than envy in the eyes on my drive. Lessons over losses just to keep my sister proud. Can't describe the time it took just for me to hold my head instead of showing all my knowledge. Slow to speak instead. And beyond that, I learned how to finesse the force direct with my mouthpiece. That's verbal in the course. What's that? Welcome back, world, to the Verbal Intercourse Podcast. Got your host, Nick Walker, back in the building with you today. Shout out to everybody that's been listening, subscribing, sharing the podcast, listening to the podcast. Very appreciative over at Verbal Intercourse Jackson, and we're going to keep on rocking out. So shout out to my guest today, very special guest, Mr. Melvin Robinson. Everybody knows him from being around the city in Jackson, socially, politically, and also, very interesting brother, very smart brother to, to follow on social media. So, make sure you check him out there. So, yeah, man, happy for you to be here, bro. Oh, man, thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Glad to talk to the people about everything that's going on. And, yeah, man, I'm excited. Yeah, dog. So, so today, man, we got a very special topic, man. Govern, Governor Tate Reeves or, you know, whatever y'all like to call him, Tate Tide or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Tate, uh, Governor Reeves is... is, is Governor Reeves, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. he he is, you know, what he is at this point. So yeah, but he he was signed he signed the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Bill on Wednesday. And this is a bill that we voted for in twenty twenty and the vote actually was was easily decided. I think about seventy percent of Mississippians were in favor of medical marijuana. And so you know, the interesting thing about that is that it happened in 2022 and it's 20. Oh no, it happened in 2020 and today is 2022. And we just getting to the point where the bill is actually being signed and being enacted as a legit bill. Yep. So, you know, everybody was wondering, the public was wondering why did it take so long and what was the difficulty of actually getting that bill enacted with the with the population overly deciding that they were in favor of Mississippi medical marijuana. All right. just, just a quick little mm -hmm. uh, intro to everything. Oh, yeah. So, Go ahead, yeah, I'm with the Mississippi Cannabis Trade Association. I'm the communications and media director. Uh, we basically uh, ensure that we have a legitimate and a um, great cannabis industry, especially with it coming in now. Uh, we've worked with legislators crafting the bill. We've worked with... Um, Law enforcement with parts of the bill, everything like that. Um, one of our founders, Jessica Rice, she uh, was actually a speaker at a legislative committee session that they've had before. So, you know, we've had our hand mm -hmm. helping develop the bill and everything like that. All of this started with something called Initiative 65. So right. Mississippi had something called an initiative ballot process where basically you could vote. And with that vote, you could ch make changes to the, um, the state constitution. Initial 65 would have started a medical cannabis uh, industry in Mississippi. Um, 
there was some contention against 65 um, that, you know, if, if you know about it, you know how crazy it got with some of the things. <laughs> yeah. Um, 65 was a foregone conclusion that it was going to happen. So the legislature, what they did was they put it on the ballot, but they also put an alternative measure called 65A. So 65A was basically like, hey, we don't have any kind of information to give you, but just please trust us. We will get a medical cannabis <laughs> program for you. So, of course, that failed November 3rd. Um, I think it was 74% actually for, um, for initial 65. So what happened was three days before the November 3rd, 2020 election, Mayor Mary Hawkins in Madison, she filed a lawsuit and the lawsuit was basically claiming that there is no way that the initiative process could happen because with the initiative process, it is basically a statewide uh, you got to gather signatures. You have to gather 20% of signatures from each of the five congressional districts. In 2000, we lost a congressional district because it's tied to the census. And with the census, it determines your population and everything. And it determines, okay, how many congressional districts you have. That's another reason why you should fill out the census. Like it, it's really important. It's not just like they're trying to No, It's really important actually. <laughs> so it turned from five congressional districts to four. So she was saying, Technically, you can't even do this initiative process because you don't have five congressional districts to pull signatures from, even though the people collecting the signatures still collected them in each area that you would need to. So a lot of people who were involved in this, including us, were saying, OK, there's also this thing in law. I don't know if it's called stipulation or not, but it's called latches and latches is where. Say you something. Say you have something, and this is—I am not a lawyer or anything. This is just very. This is just me reviewing and everything. Mm -hmm. But latches is basically where you have a law or something on file, and it might be incorrect, but because it is incorrect and because it has been incorrect for so long, like twenty years or something. Hey, okay, it's cool. We can do it this way. You have to change it, but for this thing that we're talking about now, it's fine. You can do it that way. So people were assuming, okay, latches were going to happen. It's fine. So in May 2021, the Mississippi Supreme Court uh, struck down Initiative 65. Mm -hmm. So after that happened, uh, people were, you know, wondering if we were going to still have an industry or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a couple of legislators uh, decide to start crafting a bill, a legitimate bill, a bill that wasn't, you know, you had some people saying, you know, we want this stuff. 10,000 feet away from schools and yeah, churches I remember that. <laughs> in a field with no road access. And it's like, Hey, you know, come on. Like we, it, that was silly. So, um, when they struck down, um, initiative 65, the Mississippi Supreme court also stuck, struck down the initiative process. So right now we don't have an initiative process where you can, the, the people of the state can actually change things. They want changed in the constitution or added. So that's another oh another issue. So um, got a bill. Well, people were coming together to try to get a bill together. Um, the House, well, no, I'm sorry. Um, the original bill that we have sitting right here was finished in September. It was sent to Governor Reeves. Governor Reeves had been saying the entire time, you know, y'all get something together. Uh, tell me it's ready. I'll call a special session. He didn't. So by him not calling a special session, everybody was pretty much like, okay, well, this is going to have to be passed during the regular leg legislative session, which is every January. So um, 
legislation session came, passed overwhelmingly in the Senate, passed overwhelmingly in the House. It was a couple of concessions here and there, but everything passed. It went to Governor Reed's desk. Uh, when it is passed in a veto-proof majority, uh, it's a two-thirds majority saying, hey, you know, we, we want this. Or, and it passed through, like, I think there were a total of, out of the House and the Senate, and that's well over, like, 200 people, uh, I think only four, it was either the 14 or either 21 people that said no. Mm. So it was just, you know, out of the yeah. yeah. So um, what that happens then is when a bill goes to the governor, he has five days to sign it or veto it. If he would have vetoed it, it would have came back. They would have just sent it back. Mm -hmm. So you can also let something sit on your desk, and after five days it will become law like that. So on the fifth day, he actually <laughs> signed it. Yeah, like on the fifth day in like the 23rd hour, he was like, okay, here you go. Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So we have a bill now. It's law. It was a long time. Uh, we created, well, we um, formed the MSCTA in November 2020 uh, because, you know, we saw where it was going. Uh, uh different people from different political backgrounds, different social backgrounds, different social economic backgrounds. And we just decided like, Hey, we really want this to be uh, great. And yeah, the response has been overwhelming. Uh, we talked to a lot of people that's interested in coming back here that, you know, my grandma had this land back when, and they're going to grow. Yeah. I, I want to grow or, you know, a lot of businesses coming down saying, Hey, you know what the Mississippi market looks like. Um, they want that fertile ground. They want that fertile ground. Yeah, yeah. man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Mississippi, Mississippi has really, really great soil. Like it, it, it is. But um, yeah, uh, we're here now. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like seeing that whole thing like pass, we celebrated that night. Yeah, it was like, a man, long journey. It was a long journey, man. Yeah. Like this has been a lot of a lot, mm. a lot. And and we have the bill right here. It's funny because initiative 65 was like seven pages. Right. And that's long for an initiative process. So like an initiative like vote. A type right oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, no, this is just how they print them. So oh, okay. it turned from a seven page initiative to a 430 page bill. Wow. So this is the bill. Like I show people all the time, like, hey, that's this crazy. is how much it is that they've added. They've yeah. done a lot of things. And, you know, I just want to say thank you to uh, Rep. Kevin Blackwell and Lee Yancey. Um, they're two of the main uh, people who were driving this and getting this together. And I mean, I think they did a great job. Um, the bill is nowhere is uh, restrictive as people thought it would be because people thought Mississippi, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's not like Louisiana and Alabama's bills are much more restrictive. Um, it's not an issue of 65, but we do have a good starting point and uh, we, we, we're pretty much happy with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's dope, man. Yeah. I'm I'm proud of y'all for even. I appreciate because, it man. because I felt like I felt like eventually that it was gonna you know become law, but at the same time I felt that it was gonna be very restrictive. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the restrictions that that you would have had with Initiative 65 in contrast to the restrictions that you have now. Yeah. So with Initiative 65. There weren't as many restrictions. So, um, say with Initiative 65, you could buy five ounces of cannabis a month, uh, 2.5 ounces every 14 days. And now with um, the Mississippi Cannabis Medical Bill, it is three ounces a month. Yeah. Okay. And they also came up with a unit of measure, measurement, uh, a Mississippi Medical Cannabis Equivalent Unit. So, basically... <laughs> it, 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 
they created a name for math, really, yeah. <laughs> like that they already have. Yeah. So uh, you can only use certain, you can only uh, purchase certain unit amounts mm-hmm. at a certain time, but it still adds up to about three ounces a day. I mean, three ounces a month. Um, also, uh, on with this bill, you can only purchase six days a week instead of seven. Sunday. Yeah, you know, got us. <laughs> you know, that Bible devil. Bill. Yeah, you know what I'm mean? saying? came Bible by devil. that devil weed yeah. on Sunday. Right, right, right. Mm, excuse me. But yeah, that. Um, this bill also has THC caps. So with uh, Initiative 65, they didn't have any kind of THC caps, meaning uh, flour you get or concentrates, it could be as strong or as potent as possible. Right. With this, um, flour is capped off at 30% THC. And concentrates, that's like edibles, stuff like that, that's capped off at 60%. Mm. So you got stuff like that. Um, those are like the main ones. A lot of the conditions that they had listed in 65 were brought over to um, this bill as well. Um, yeah, but those are just like the main ones. Okay. Yeah. Because I know I saw a clip from from the um, Capitol of them like passing around a joint. Like, oh yeah. So, like that was crazy. But it, it, it had a lot to do with the measurement, right? Yeah. So okay. it was so Kevin Rep uh Blackwell, he's in the Senate. He brought it brought it out. And it's one of those things where <laughs> we've been dealing with it so long that like it's becoming a culture changer where, mm-hmm. you know, we would talk to people and they were like, Y'all bringing these pot shops and everything and <laughs> and this weed and now like you have people in the legislature in the legislature that's like, yeah, you know, this cannabis act, uh, talking about dispensaries, they they learned and it's changed the culture because it was a lot of like reefer madness, a lot of, you know, we've been in meetings and we've had people ask us like, now people aren't going to start using heroin if they start. So, you know, and it's like, no, they're not, you know, but people, people really just didn't know. Right. And, you know, that's, that's, they were they just didn't know. And right. they, once they found out and they learned more, they're like, oh, okay, this is this is just a thing. This is just a plan. But um, yeah, he did that because you had people going on other media outlets just saying like the wildest stuff. Like the biggest one I can think of is you had a person going out here saying, like, an ounce of an ounce of weed yeah. that's about <laughs> the size of a loaf of bread. And you know, just just if you if you know anything Things, about measurements. Yeah, you're like, no, that doesn't make sense, you know. So he did that, and it was hemp. Right. But, you know, he was passing it around and showing people, like, hey, this is what it actually is. Okay. And, you know, you had some people <laughs> wouldn't touch it, like, oh, it just. <laughs> Might get into my pores. Yeah, you know, you know. So um, that was pretty cool to see. I'm not going to lie. Because uh, it was like, wow, like, we're talking about ounces and eighths on the Mississippi Legislature. Like, like, when I saw that video, I was like, they either faking it or they really just don't know. Oh, you have some that yeah, had that no, just like. Didn't have no clue. No clue. That's crazy. No clue. But you had some dudes, like, looking in the bag, smelling it, like, oh, no, this hemp. And you're like, oh. Like, right. yeah. But, right. yeah, man, that, that was pretty cool to see. And like we said, like, it's just one of those things where it's just like a culture change where, hey, this is just a plant. This is an alternative form of care for people that really need it. And I think Rep. Yancey, he was actually, um, you know, he's dealt with cancer before. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how important something like this could be in the state. Because, you know, Mississippi, all of those chronic illnesses that's on there, like HIV, AIDS, mm-hmm. uh, diabetes, um, Parkinson's, multiple ALS, sclerosis. multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. We have a large amount of those chronic illnesses in the state. Real. <laughs> like we do. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to really help people. 
for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody that listens to this podcast, they they should know by now that I'm a physical therapist. So me as a PT, I deal with a lot of patients with chronic pain, chronic illnesses. And so I personally was very excited about it because I felt like that it could be used. it, It could be used in conjunction with, you know, the the rest with, with the rest of the medical professionals, but especially physical therapists, because we deal with so much pain management, you know, yeah. from from osteoarthritis to uh, people with HIV, people with cancer. Um, I've had a lot of p- patients with cancer that you really you really can't do much with the pain. But of course, medical marijuana, if if they want to partake in it. Will help them out, son. For sure, for sure. You know, it can bring their uh, appetites up. Right. It's a it's a pain management deal, and you know, again, it's just <laughs> Mississippi le- legitimately used to lead the nation in opioid overdoses. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we were giving out opioids like candy, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, we have something here that is better than an opioid. Uh, the way we have to grow it, like the testing and everything, it's it's very rigorous. Like, it, it has a standard, like, a gold standard. Like, it will be fine. Like, yeah. it will be completely fine. And I think more people saw that once, again, the culture started changing, the way you talk about it. Like, I always tell people, like, it's cannabis, not marijuana, because of the whole thing, like, how that even started. Right. And, yeah, man, like, it, it really sucks that it got demonized when it did. Mm-hmm. You know, and because it could have been helping out a lot, it could have been helping out for people long for time. the yeah. longest, right? But you know that 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 ism, man, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. ism. But now, you know, hopefully, it's a new day. And one thing we've been like, we since um, the bill passed, we've been doing like a lot of press, and like the one thing we've been hearing people like from national press after we get finished, they're like, I can't believe Mississippi did it. Right, we're the yeah. thirty seven state, which is interesting state. because we usually last. Oh, we usually last. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like people were legitimately like, I cannot believe Mississippi did this, right. and we honestly probably have the best program in the South. That's interesting. I I've, yeah. I've been reading about other states' programs since Mississippi passed theirs, and I've been reading the different restrictions and the different freedoms that other programs have, and I believe I was reading about Pennsylvania where they were saying. You know, in Mississippi, I was looking at our bill, and it's MDs and DOs that can that can really do the prescribing mm-hmm. of the medical marijuana. But in a in a state like Pennsylvania, or and I also think New York, you can have different healthcare professionals actually uh, refer somebody to say, "Hey, they need medical marijuana." Now it probably still has to go through the MD, but another healthcare professional can actually do that. Do you think that that would ever be a possibility in the in the future with Mississippi doing something like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, um, and I honestly think it's going to probably happen sooner than later where, um, you know, it goes back to culture change. I keep on saying it. Right. But, um, you know, the, the way the bill is set up now, people are going to start finally being able to purchase product towards the end of the year. And... Once people are starting to purchase product, trying, it's just like with CBD here. Right. You know, people are like, this is weed. And now it's people like, it. you yeah. got old, little old lady, like, I love CBD. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. So I think once people get more used to it, it's more of a socially acceptable thing that a lot of the regulations we have now are going to be scaled back some, like some of the most restrictive ones. Like right now, if you're, um, 18 to 23 years old to get a medical card, you have to get two recommendations from two different doctors 
instead of just one. Yeah, that's a hassle. Bro. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? So <laughs> just stuff like that where it's yeah. like, hey, we don't have to do that. Cool. Let's roll this back. You know, we roll this back. Like right now we got an excise tax on it of 5%. Mm. So um, money from the industry will go to, it was a 70% sales tax. And then it will go, uh, it will be a 5% excess, excise tax. So that will go to the general fund for the legislature, for the um, state. So the general fund is just basically our big pot of money that we have for the state. And each municipality can also have a special tax with, with it as well. But it's the only medical product that is a drug that we tax. Right. So that's another thing because you're kind of like, okay, we're taxing sick people. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. being sick and looking for an alternative way. But yeah, stuff like that is probably going to be rolled back. I think the THC limits are going to be rolled back. Uh, the THC caps, because uh, you know, I'm I'm really hoping that they expand the diagnoses because yeah. the diagnoses list that I saw on the bill from the articles that I looked at, it is basically quote unquote the same thing that I saw on WebMD. As yeah. far as like, it's like they took it legit off WebMD. It yeah. was like, okay, these are the diagnoses. Yeah. Which I feel like with a pandemic that that is that seems like is never ending, and uh, it's also going to be a pandemic of men, mental health, yeah, depression, and all that type of stuff, anxiety. I think uh, you know, I've I've also read research articles where they say marijuana helps these these issues, which you got a whole young population and old population that's kind of sort of been socially isolated yeah. and out of their norm for the past two years. So I hope that they can really increase their diagnosis chart to to include depression, anxiety, insomnia, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, for sure, because the only one that they would do for mental illness right now would be PTSD. Yep. And that's, like, that's the only one. But, again, like you said, you know, it's a pandemic. And I think a lot of people don't know, but, like, you know, overdose deaths skyrocketed yeah. over the pandemic. And, you know, you have a lot of people – very suicide. anxious. Yeah, yeah, suicide. Like, yeah. very anxious. Like, a lot of things that marijuana, I'm sorry, that cannabis would help with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, hopefully we can expand. Those. And, you know, we have some things that we're working on that we're going to look for in the next uh, legislative session that we're working with some people for. So, yeah, all those things. Like, we really want to see it wide open. And, you know, one thing that a lot of people was, were scared of and a way people were saying was, was like, hey, you know, you go to these states with this medical marijuana and you got people sitting on on the street smoking <laughs> and you got big billboards with dope on it and you know once you go and to be fair before i went to these states that were legal uh the first state i went to was oklahoma and uh i went to tulsa oklahoma because we went there to go uh, look at a grow and everything like that with a company that's coming here and you know i thought it was i thought it was going to be different but it's legitimately like that's hey right. This is a dispensary. It has a green uh, cross on it. Yeah. You can buy <laughs> cannabis here. Uh, that's one billboard out of 20 that is, you know, showing cannabis. You don't go around smelling it everywhere. Like, it's, it's not like that. Yeah. And I think once a lot of the people in power started, like, going to these different states and actually, like, talking to people, it was like, oh, it's not like that. And, yeah, it, it was more in a sample. Yeah. I, you know, I, I definitely agree. I, I think... A lot of the issue with this state as far as when it comes to issues in the in the medical 
health field and everything yeah. is that our health literacy isn't the highest yeah. here. Yeah. And, and stuff like that, especially, like, you can just see how we reacted to the pandemic. Yeah. You know what people I'm saying? Like, you even, listen, so, <laughs> I, I mean, most people know what I do in, in my, with my day, well, with one of my day jobs and everything, but, like, the stuff I heard about that when we were doing, like, when we were trying to, like, get people vaccinated and stuff, it was like, <laughs> hey, man, like, no, like, I remember... And I always tell this story. It was a guy. It's a guy I still know. And he was like, man, I can't believe you helping them trying to kill us. And I was like, what you talking about? He was like, man, you know that damn, that, that shot going to kill us. And yeah. I'm like, bro, we don't even have, and at that time we didn't, like, we don't even have a vaccination location in Jackson. If they were trying to kill black people, if we would have 15 been. in South Jackson alone. We would have 15 in South Jackson alone, and they would give you $25 Dollar General gift cards to get. <laughs> like, here you go. Like, it just wasn't like that, you know. And dealing with, like, you know, leadership at the state level and everything with that, it was, I just wish a lot of people, that's what, because again, I was even like, "Hey, that that oh, what's going on?" And then I I read, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool." <laughs> and then I saw how they were reacting to it, like how a lot of our emails weren't getting returned. A lot of our, and yeah. it's like, "Oh, we putting them here, 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 here." Mm-hmm. It's like y'all don't really have space for one, and we like, "Oh, that's when I was like, for sure, like, oh yeah, I'm getting it, like as soon as possible, because I, I I I see what's going on here." So yeah, so so I I got a. Real good question. What what are some of the restrictions for like the growers? Yeah. So because I know a lot of people are gonna be looking to go into business as a grower, a manufacturer for what whatever. Um, a lot of I see a lot of green wellness mm-hmm. stuff popping up. So what what are some of the restrictions that the grower would have? So some of the restrictions and the biggest one is in the in 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 this medical program, you can't do outdoor growth. So outdoor grow is is considered when you just put a seed in the ground. Okay. Like that. Now you can do a greenhouse grow where you have like something with a canopy and it's listed as a greenhouse. So like you can take the soil from somewhere, use that and use it as a greenhouse grow. But as far as like just straight into the ground and they call it sun touching. So when it doesn't have like a roof over it and anything, that's like sun touching. Like you can't do sun touching outside grow, but you can do greenhouses and you can't do, and that's called like a hybrid and you can do in uh, indoor because uh, some of the companies we have coming down, uh, they're doing indoor growing. And uh, one thing we told people and just being completely honest with them, because, you know, you would get people calling me and like, hey, I got a 500 square foot shed in my backyard. <laughs> I'm ready to like get And We tell them like, hey, man, this is this is this 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 is going to cost money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because. Not just because the um, equipment is expensive or anything, but because, you know, the testing is so rigorous. You got to have certain uh, levels of testing. You got to be a certain purity. And, you know, if you send in, you know, testing for a harvest and it passes, I mean, it fails, they literally have to burn it. <laughs> like, wow. and it's yeah. Be, and it's so you can lose. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can lose out where I spent this amount of money on this harvest and I lost out because you know, it happens. It happens all the time. So, um, that, um, that's really the biggest one that people should kind of just be aware of like that. And, um, just the testing of it. So the department of health, uh, is are doing all the regulations and everything like that. 
and they would have like the testing numbers and everything like that. But yeah, as far as growing goes, just that's what you would have to really look out for. And, you know, I know a lot of people were kind of disappointed that you can't just grow straight into the ground. Mm-hmm. But a lot of experienced growers, you know, from here or either other places will tell you like, and not just marijuana, but just growing stuff like the humidity would affect it. Yeah. To where, sure. yeah, like the humidity down here is is it's just so humid that it does affect how it grows. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um previously you was talking a little bit about the financial aspect yeah. of of it coming. So what type of economic impact do you see the medical marijuana business bringing to Mississippi and Jackson as well? Because I saw an article on WAPT uh news and they, their Twitter shared it, but basically they were just saying that they didn't they they kind of was like well it was unexpected yeah, yeah. It was, it, they didn't realize that we was gonna make money off of this and yeah. i'm like how you don't realize you yeah. gonna make money off of this yeah how you don't realize you're gonna make money off of cash crowd yeah. so that was the uh mec shout out to them uh, Mississippi <laughs> economic council you know that yeah. well committee that, you know that's just them <laughs> so initial 65 was slated to by 2025 be a 800 million dollar industry in mississippi so a yearly industry uh, right now, but uh, with because it's not as open as 65 was, you still have certain restrictions, but we're still going to look at like uh, true economic windfall in Mississippi. Uh, and you have places like where like Jackson, where uh, I mean, everyone knows the issues with Jackson, you know, but you have a opportunity to help build the infrastructure of an industry. And a place like Jackson has a lot of uh, empty industrial spaces and a lot of uh, yeah. yeah and a lot yeah. of empty industrial land so you have a lot of people that are interested in the metro jackson area that you know contact us like hey you know what's going on here uh we've talked to realtors that you know would contact us uh some members some not like like hey i got this um property i'm trying to offload can you let your members know we you know set that kind of stuff up with people um uh, but i mean it can really help things where you have people getting medicine and you'll have company, you'll, you'll have the state making money. Like people don't really realize, but when these places come, like say you make a grow, say you have a 60,000 square foot grow and you have people that have to build it and everything like that. If you're building it like outside of a town or a city or in a city, that whole city is going to see money because these workers, they got to eat. Right. These workers, they got to drive. So they got to get gas. These workers got to stay places. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like it's one of these things where when a medical, when a program starts in the state, whatever city like gets these places, they actually see their property value go up and everything like that. Like it can really, really, really help a place. And it's a places in like, uh, Colorado that I've always compared to, uh, Jackson, um, around the same, uh, population has the same issues with like poverty and everything. It's, it's called Pueblo or something like that. Uh, but once the industry came, it actually like improved the quality of life of people there. And now it's not just like, Oh, everyone's rich now. Yeah. But since the industry has been there for like the past seven years, like they've seen like a 0.56, like uh uptick in their population. And like, since the day that the industry started there to now, they've had a 6.6% growth in their population. Wow. Yeah, so, like, it brings people in, it brings money, and, you know, you have places here where, you know, you talk to businesses, everybody's talking about starting off, people are, like, $15 an hour, and, you know, 
people here fifteen dollars an hour, and if you're in like Seattle or somewhere, they're like, oh, but yeah. like here, that's actually that's like a good amount of money. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you have people that's going to have nice paying jobs. Uh, they're going to be they're going to have like a job that feels like they have purpose and everything like that. Um, you have a lot of companies that's coming in and interested. And, you know, for a state, we always say that we want people to have jobs. We want people to do this agriculture. We want people to do this industrial stuff. And this is an industry that allows that, you know, we can't really handicap that. Like we got to give people a chance. We got to give, if we want people to work in this state, we got to give them jobs to work and not just like, Hey, I'm working. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) not like, hey, here's this $10 uh, hour job that you're supposed to slave at, you know? And not saying this isn't hard work. Right. But we just got to be real and we got to really be about, if we're going to be about that free market stuff, we got to be about that free market stuff. Do you think recreational would ever come into play in Mississippi? Yes. You you think so? I was expecting you to say no. No, no, I'm not. I mean, so one interesting thing that a lot of people don't know is, so California, they started their medical program in 1996. Wow. Yeah. And it took, the, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I would have never known. Yeah. yeah. And it took them 7,000 and something days to go recreational. And what you see a process where every time a state goes medical, the time frame for them going recreational gets smaller and smaller. So, like, you have, you know, it took California 7,000 and something days, but now Massachusetts. It took them like 1,400 days. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I think one day it's going to be recreational. And it's just because, again, that culture thing, more people are used to it. It is what it's like. And they see the money. Yeah. Six years ago, if you saw somebody talking about CBD, people would be like, that's weed. You know what I'm saying? Right. But now people rave about CBD. So, and it's going to just be the same thing because, again, people are going to see no one's out. Naked in the middle of the street, mm-hmm. dancing with a joint in their mouth. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it just is what it is. And and they they also have reported in some areas where recreational marijuana is legalized that the crime the crime rate drops. Yeah, it, it can happen. Right. It can happen because um, you know, less black market sales. So right. therefore, hey, less things that happen with that. You know, mm-hmm. as long as it's not taxed too high or anything like that. Right. Like if you tax it. Then I'm just gonna go. 20, I'm just gonna go somewhere else, you know. <laughs> and that's one thing that we've talked to people about. Like, hey, you know, again, you got to think about it as an industry. One thing we don't like is where if you do have a, a cannabis business, you can't receive any kind of like uh, grants or anything from the state or any kind of like loans or anything like that. Okay. And we feel that's unfair to a lot of businesses because you know they are legitimate businesses. They're uh, providing a form of health care, honestly, to Mississippians. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where you have that real, real weird balance of people. It's a moral standing thing and, a, and it's a business thing. So, yeah, that, that's one thing we hope will be changed soon about that. Um, because, again, if someone wants to participate in the program, you know, you can't handicap them from what they're trying to do. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, recreational is going to happen. It's, it's, it's going to happen because... Marijuana on the federal level is going to be decriminalized or it's going to be rescheduled. I would probably say we were we were in a uh, call probably about six months ago. And I mean, no one in the industry sees it standing up over the next two years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So so good news. Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like hey. getting in now is great because we'll already have the infrastructure and everything. 
And one pe- one thing people don't think about federal uh, regulation is it's illegal federally, so that means it can't travel state lines or anything like that. But once that actually comes down, that means, hey, I got this Mississippi cannabis. I can ship to wherever I need to be like that because, again, it's just a product and it's not Schedule 1 anymore. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a lot to it. And, I mean, even in the legislature, when they were talking about it, like, you know, it's on the writings on the wall for federal decriminalization. And, like, it just is. Like, it's not... If it went past two years, I would be extremely surprised. Wow. And these are, like, big organizations, like, out of D.C. and everything that's saying this. Because you have, like, just today, it's a bill called the America Competes Bill. And it has a bill in it called the Safe Banking Act. So the Safe Banking Act is basically, it would allow um, banks and medical marijuana businesses, well, marijuana businesses to work together more. Because right now, um, it's not illegal or anything, but, like, the feds will kind of, like, look down on, uh, on uh, like, businesses. So, like, they can't apply for loans. They can't really use banking. And the feds wouldn't actually, like, punish the banks, but it's just harder. Like, if you're trying to set something up and uh, you have cannabis in the name, it'll automatically flag and uh. stuff like that. So, you know, that those kind of those things on a federal level helps everyone out. And it's just another part of, hey, this is going to be decriminalized soon because you got things like the Safe Banking Act that's coming out for people. So because a lot of dispensaries and everything, they have to use safes. Mm. They have to have extra security because you have all this money and all on this hand. Dope, yeah, all this dope. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of them can't write checks to employees, so they have to pay people in cash. Like, wow. yeah. So, yeah. and you know, they've been dealing with that in California for like, Literal decades now, you know, because it's been open since 96. But, yeah, just stuff like that that's happening on a national level. It's just the writing's on the wall. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, so definitely be on the lookout for that, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> like, it's the perfect time because, like I said before, uh, the infrastructure will be set up. We're known as an agricultural state. We already have the best program in the, in the uh, South. We don't have any business caps or anything. So, like... Say you're in a place like Illinois, mm-hmm. they'll say, "Okay, we're giving out uh, 40 uh, marijuana business licenses this year." So out of the thousands of people trying to get one, you're all mm-hmm. in that mix and everything like that. Yeah. Here, it's not like that. Wow. Anyone who wants to get one, all you need is the money, and you can go from there. And 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 <laughs> this is the part people been waiting for. It's not that expensive. Really, we have the second lowest fees in America. Wow. The only place we, and, and this is the thing, the only place that has them lower is Oklahoma. So Oklahoma had a flat $2,500 fee. So if you wanted to be a cultivator, if you wanted to do anything like that, all you had to pay was $2,500 and boom. What wow. happened was it was $2,500 and they had like 6,000 applications. I think the first year they ended up giving out like 5,000 or something. But now you have like maybe 2,200 businesses in the state. Okay. Because everyone was like, oh, this is a, treating it like a gold rush, going there, getting it, and the market fixed itself. The market corrected itself. Like, okay, everybody can't, you know, yeah. do this or whatever. Right. So the the fees with Mississippi, uh, there, I'm going to read them. Oh, yeah, go ahead, yeah. bro. Just so people will know. All right, so you have a thing called uh, micro cultivators and cultivators. 
So micro cultivators, that's someone in a 1,000 square foot facility. Their one-time license application is $1,500 and they have to annually pay $2,000. That's not bad. That's not bad. So if you have a place that is under a thousand square feet and you want to be a cultivator and like that would be like for dispensaries and stuff too, you would just pay $2,000 a year. Like that's it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tier two is from 1,000 square foot to 2,000 square foot. That's $2,500 for a one-time uh, fee and an annual fee of $3,500. Wow. Yeah. So that's for the cultivators, Tier one is from 2,000 square feet to 5,000 square feet. The license fee is $5,000. A one-time license fee is $5,000. And the annual fee is $15,000. Tier two is from 5,000 square feet to 15,000 square feet. $10,000 is $25,000. Tier three is 15,000 square feet to 30,000 square feet. That's a $20,000 one-time fee, $50,000 uh, yearly fee. Tier four is 30,000 to 60,000 square feet. $30,000 one-time fee, $75,000 uh, yearly fee. Tier five is 60000 to 100000 square feet. Uh, that's 40000 one-time fee, 100000 yearly. Tier six is 100000 square feet and above, 60000 square feet. I mean, I'm sorry, 60000 one-time uh, fee and $150,000 uh, yearly fee. And the reason those numbers, because people hear $150,000 a year, yeah. If you have a 100,000 square foot grow, you are making 15, you know, you yeah, are making, making it. Like, crazy yeah, amount. Yeah. yeah, that's like, okay, here you go. Um, but what's interesting about these is a lot of other places, you know, it's not uncommon to where they will tell people you have to have a million dollars uh, liquid. Mm. Like you got to prove that. I thought that's what it was at first. It, there was a bill that was trying to be drafted. Basically like uh, a bill where if initiative 65 got struck down, this bill will become law. And it had a lot of those in there where it was like the number started off at like $250,000. You would need like $3 million liquid. Like, no, 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 no. We, we, we didn't do that. And that's, and, and that's when the, the race came in. Yeah. Play, right? Yeah. That's when people were like, well, you know, <laughs> like, damn. You where know I'm supposed saying? to get that from? Yeah. Black. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like with this, it's like, yeah. $15,000 sounds like a lot of money, but if you have a 30,000 square foot grow, you are going to spend that and even more just getting lights. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So there needs to be more so social justice aspects to it, like expungements sure. and everything. And we're working on that as well. Mm -hmm. um, but we were just happy to get a bill out so we can be like, okay, we got something. Um, it is, it's fair. It really is fair. It's not expensive. Again, second cheapest, well, second, yeah, cheapest, um, fees in America. And, you know, you can work with it. Right. You can work with it. Yeah. Because everything else that y'all add on, y'all can kind of do that with petition and yeah, stuff yeah, like just, that. Or yeah. just lobbying, you lobbying, know, just going right. like, Hey, legislator, uh, we want to get this done. We saw you, you know, worked with this and because everybody voted yes for it. You know, like, you can okay, talk to more people. You can talk to more it. people. Right. You know, the ones that, like, voted no, you know, those are the ones that were like, <laughs> you know, if, if we got doctors prescribing illegal marijuana, why can't they prescribe ivermectin? <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Just oh, like, my God. Yeah. And it's like, doctors not even prescribing it. Like, it's a, it's a, it's right. a certification. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. So, a certification on the condition. Right. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, like, it's going to bring a lot of money. It's not restrictive at all. Uh, the Department of Health is over it. 
Uh, they wanted to have the Department of Agriculture come in, but Andy Gibson, he's the over the Department of Agriculture. He had this whole thing where he was like, no, I can't do it. He brought his <laughs> oath to a press conference. And he, you know, he was showing pictures like, look at this billboard talking about weed. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So they're out of it, you know, bless Andy's heart, as they say. And uh, yeah, I mean, talking to the Department of Health, they're super excited. They're super dedicated to getting it uh, done right. And uh, we're going to have a seed to sale system where if you plant something in the ground from the moment it gets planted to the moment it gets sold at a dispensary, they can track it. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a really good bill. Like right. it, it, it had, again, it has its flaws, but it's a really good bill. Man, it's, hey, I'm I'm hella excited to see the the positive aspects yeah. that's gonna that's gonna come with it. So yeah, before we wrap it up, man, do do you know any like good uh, marijuana medical cannabis uh, stocks that people could be looking out for that they could be like, okay, we should invest in this or? Well, that I really don't because yeah. I don't know if any of the companies here are going to go public. Oh, okay, yeah, but uh, I mean, I would say. From our discussions, we are going to probably have some bigger name companies down here. Mm-hmm. And I can't say because, you know, yeah, they, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but we are going to have some bigger name companies down here. But you do also have a lot of local people that's going to have like really good operations. Yeah. Right. But like as far as the stocks or anything, I haven't really been invested in them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, <laughs> I, right, I, right. I just I, I just can't really yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I because I know I had invested in one. And, and TRA? Uh-uh. I, I forgot the name of it, honestly. But the reason why I invested in it was it was basing that it was about medical marijuana and seizures and epilepsy and Parkinson's, mm-hmm. which, you know, I've had a lot of patients with all of those. And I just was like, you know, this industry is about to boom. It's oh, yeah. already booming. But I was just like, you know, let me get in while it's cheap. And so it didn't really do too much. Mm-hmm. But... I think that it's it's some stock out there, some investment out there that I can just throw some money in, and yeah. then one day it's gone. There's over three hundred thousand full time cannabis jobs in America. <laughs> wow! Yeah, like it's a <laughs> yeah. it's a huge industry. industry. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, when we always say like, hey, we're going to bring it's going to bring thousands of jobs in Mississippi. It's going to bring thousands of jobs in Mississippi. And you know, again, if a place starts off at fifteen dollars an hour, you know. You go to like the Delta with that kind of money, like that's life changing for some people. Really? You know, and 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 we're at yeah, it sucks that we're here at where fifteen dollars an hour could change somebody's like life, but you know, it's an unfortunate truth. But, but that's we have the area we live here. in. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. But yeah, man, like it's a lot of like just figures and numbers about the cannabis industry that it makes sense, and we should have we should have we should have done this a long time ago. Dope, dope, man. So. So yeah, man, it's been amazing having you on. Bro. Oh, appreciate hey, it, man. Hey, man, you done provided me with so much knowledge, and I, <laughs> and, I and uh, I'm sure you provide the the followers and the listeners to the show with so much knowledge, man. I'm really appreciative to have you on, bro. Oh yeah, no problem. and we got to do this again, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Anytime hey. you got questions, yeah. look, I'm I'm gonna just promo. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Look, if go. y'all got any questions, <laughs> go to mscta.org or you can contact me directly at melvin at mscta.org. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at mail3 at MSCTA, or you can follow the MSCTA on uh, social media, MSCTA ASSOC. That's MSCTA Association, basically. But yeah, I mean, if y'all have any questions about memberships or anything like that, 
Holler at me if you got any questions about trying to come down to down here to start. Holler at me if you want to just get some more info. Holler at us. Uh, as you see, we got a 400-page bill. Uh, but, you know, we're always here to help. And, yeah, we just want to see Mississippi do great. Hey, man, shout out to Mr. Melvin Robinson, man. Hey. Expert. I just been around it for the past year and a half, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, man. Like I said, it's been great having you on, man. Appreciate everybody that's been checking out Verbal Intercourse Jackson, and we out. Peace. What's that? Uh, direct with my mouthpiece. That's verbal intercourse. Yes, love.